Happy Hockey Day Flyers fans and welcome to the very first episode of checking out the competition for the 2019-2020 season. It's weird how you have to say those years differently. Anywho, <laughs> I am Kelly from Broad Street Hockey Radio, as you know, and if you're new to this series, we will do this ahead of just about every game. Um, and typically we will be speaking with someone who covers the opposing team to get some insight on what we should expect out of a game and what we should expect out of the team that the Flyers are playing. However, today I was not able to make a recording session work with anyone who covers the Blackhawks, so we are going to fly solo on this one. Fly or die, am I right? Um, anyway, so I've kind of outlined some things I think that we should be looking at this game. Um, and first and foremost, in my mind, is the Flyers lines that we are likely going to see this afternoon. Um, yeah, so Elaine Vigneault has said that he is going to be evaluating the group, as it were, to kind of figure out the best way for this team to be made up. And if we are to believe that the lines that we saw recently this week are the lines that we will see this afternoon, we are looking at a top line of Giroux, Kevin Hayes, and Jake Voracek, which is um, interesting to me. Because one of the few things that has consistently worked and worked really well for the Flyers over the last couple of seasons is the Flyers' top line of Claude Giroux, Sean Couturier, and Travis Konechny. So it's interesting that Vigneault has decided to shuffle that one up a bit. Um, shuffling the bottom nine, I think, makes some sense because there are a lot of new guys there. and We're kind of got to figure out how that's going to work. But breaking up that top line is curious to me. Um, really hoping that it's not a long look at that line constructed in that way. Um, obviously, bringing in Kevin Hayes, the point there was to shore up the top six into a, a real sure thing. And when you take apart the top line, um, and for the record, Sean Couturier and Travis Konechny are now on the second line with uh, Lindblom. I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem like a great idea to me. But um, as we've been told, it's for evaluation purposes. And hopefully it is not a giant tire fire to start the season and it's just, you know, not great and things go back to the way that we would like to see them. Um, so we'll see how that goes. The second thing, obviously, that we need to be watching is Carter Hart. Um, debuting his first full season as a flyer. This is a new era for us. This is the Carter Hart era and for better or for worse, the success of this team really hangs on how this kid plays in goal. So far, I think we are pretty confident that he's going to be quite good. Um, ended last season with a 917 save percentage, which is quite respectable considering he is 20 years old. Um, but yeah, it's he had a, that one clunker against Lausanne in the preseason, but uh, I'm not too worried about it. Obviously, these guys find a different gear once the real season starts. And I think we've seen enough of Carter Hart to know that he is actually good. And he might be the one thing that we don't have to worry about for the start of this season. So hopefully we see Carter Hart in mid-season form, which is quite good. Um, the other thing that I forgot to mention when we were talking about the lines is the defensive pairings, which are also uh, quite curious. Um, the one that really sticks out for me is Robert Haig and Shane Gossespierre playing together on the second pair. And uh, that one doesn't seem like it's going to go very well. Um, so as quickly as I'm hoping that they 
put the lines back together into a way that makes more sense. I am hoping that they even more quickly put together the defensive pairings in a way that makes more sense. Um, I know playing on the third pair doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get third pair minutes, but Travis Stanheim all the way down there on the third pair, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and Robert Haig sucks, so we can't forget that, and we can't discount that too much. He's absolutely terrible, and tying Shane Goss's bear to him when there are much better ways to construct that defense seems very silly to me. So hopefully that won't last too long. One of the other things that I think we should be looking at is uh, the way that this Chicago team is constructed. They are seems to be rebuilding on the fly, and they have some notable new faces this year that they picked up over the summer. Um, most notably, Calvin DeHaan is now a Chicago Blackhawk. They also picked up Ole Mata. Um, so they've kind of, you know, changed the defense up a bit there. Um, and then they've also picked up Robin Lehner, but that won't be a factor for us this afternoon as Corey Crawford is expected to make the start. So unless something goes terrible for them there, I don't think we'll be seeing Robin Lehner. But on the whole, bringing Lehner in to back up Crawford is really going to shore up the back end for Chicago. They allowed a lot of goals last season, so this should make them a better team that way, um, but not something we have to worry about this afternoon. Um, the thing that you always want to watch in Chicago is that top line, Alex Debrinkit, who just signed an extension with the team, Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane. Um, no matter how old Taves and Kane get, they're always going to be dangerous, and Alex Dabrinkit is obviously an outstanding hockey player, so you always have to watch those three guys. And putting Prover over Braun, um, I'm assuming we'll get the matchups against that line primarily. Um, and I'm assuming that Limblom, Couturier, Konechny would be used to shut them down, hopefully, um, since that seems like the best combination for it in my mind. Um yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they stack up against the Flyers' new-look defense. So they've got a lot of firepower, and the Flyers have a lot of new guys on D, and so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. There's also some new faces behind the bench. So obviously Jeremy Colleton is not new-new for the Chicago Blackhawks, but this is his first full season as their coach, um, and we are ushering in the Elaine Vigneault era for the Flyers. So we have some new guys there who, you know, as new-ish coaches are probably going to do things a little bit differently than a coach would do if they were long-standing. So you might see a lot more line shuffling. You might see a lot more D-pair shuffling. You might see weird matchups um, as these guys figure out how they're going to utilize their players over the course of the season. Things to watch for us as Flyers fans are all of these new guys. It's like half new guys for us, which is both terrifying and exciting for me personally. Um, obviously, I think we know that Kevin Hayes is going to be good. I think that's a, a known quantity for us. But everybody else is kind of like, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen here. Um, we've got a fourth line of Raffle Bunneman and Tyler Pitlick. Pitlick did not see any preseason action because of his injury, so... Seeing what he's going to do on this team is something that I'm very interested to see. He is a solid fourth-line player, from what I gather. Um, and since we haven't seen any of him, I don't think we really know what to expect. But 
that fourth line is definitely going to be something to watch. Bunneman was great in the preseason, but that doesn't always translate, as we know. Um, Carson Twerensky, also outstanding in the preseason, but even more than Bunneman, I'm not sure what he brings is going to translate well to the NHL um, because both uh, Maddie Campbell and Brad Keffer, who are our resident Phantoms experts, are not super high on Torinsky. Um, and they watch a lot more of the Phantoms than I do, so I trust that their judgment is pretty sound there. And they are not sure that Carson Torinsky is going to translate very well to the NHL. Which, bad, sure, because we might lose some games because of him, or he might play terribly, but also good because... It also means that we may end up with Joel Farabee on this team sooner than we expected, which would be outstanding, obviously. So so that's all I've got for this game. Um, it's going to be an interesting one for us, I think, you guys. Uh, it's a lot of feeling out that we're going to have to do to start this season. And it's going to be fun, in my opinion. I think, I think they're going to surprise us. I think that they're going to be, you know, a team that wins hockey games, which is... Not something we've seen from the Philadelphia Flyers for a couple of years. A team that reliably can win a hockey game. It's a very low bar, so I'm thinking they might be able to clear it. So, enjoy watching this afternoon hockey game on a Friday. If you're at work, I'm very sorry for you. You might miss a good one. You might miss a clunker. But you'll find out afterwards. Yeah, thank you for listening to Checking Out the Competition. These episodes will be much better when I have another person joining me. I'm terrible at talking to myself. That's why we have Bill Matz doing the post game because he's an actual professional. But thank you for listening. Thank you, as always, for listening to Broad Street Hockey Radio. Thank you for listening to Ice Sport Radio. If you do not already, please go ahead and smash that subscribe button on your podcast application of choice. It helps us to continue to bring you fun content like our pregames, our post games the radio shows, fly purbly if you're into that kind of thing. But we love bringing you this content, and the more support we have from you, the more that we can do. So thank you very much, Flyers fans. Enjoy the 2 p.m. puck drop. Let's go, Flyers.